Hi, everybody. Welcome to Vanderpump Rules Party. I'm Holly Borges. Sarah C. Episode 2. So exciting. So, just came off of Watch What Happens Live. I'm glad I waited and watched that. Did you watch it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of little revelations there. Yeah, uh, some, I, some, yeah, some very telling things, for sure. Yeah. Like, well, first it was... When was the last time Schwartz's dick worked? And she said two weeks ago. Yeah, then Andy cracked an awkward joke, and that was pretty awkward. Mm-hmm. Uh, number one girl in the group, and they said themselves, which mm, gonna have to disagree, but okay. Ooh, what who are do, they gonna who, say? Who do you think the number one girl is? Well, I don't think it would be either one of them. Yeah, I, I, that's kind of it's a hard question though. I I might have gone with a obnoxious answer like that too. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, it's what debatable gonna, for sure. What are they gonna say? Yeah, exactly. Um, did you catch the shady? Ooh, it reminded me of that Watch What Happens Live when Sheena gave Ariana that look about what was that about? But when Stassi and you know, like they caught them in a lie. Yeah, it it was about the wasn't it about the pastor thing about Brittany oh. when she rolled her eyes and everything. Yes, Brittany rolled her eyes. Sheena gave Ariana a look like yes, they knew. But that was like, so he asked, "Is who's a better businessman, Schwartz or Sandoval? Or he said, is Schwartz a better businessman? <clears throat> and uh, Katie pulled up the agree paddle and Lala put up disagree. And the look Katie gave her was like, it was like that look, like, bitch, you better fall in line. Yeah, like we talked about this. You, What are you doing? Yeah, and then Lala was like, it was so like, not believable. Oh, wait, what? Oh, I I thought it meant the other way around. It was like, no. Yeah, yeah, that was that was really awkward. And then they were both shady on, do you think more happened with Miami Girl? And they both said yes, also shady. Oh, I missed That's, that. I didn't see that. Yeah, he's, one of the questions was, do you think um, more happened with Miami Girl and Sandoval? And they both said oh, agree. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So, kind of shady. Certainly not going to help your relationship with Ariana Lala or, yeah, the Toms. Clearly, clearly neither one of them care. The the whole time, I felt like they were throwing daggers. Now, what what was on Lala's nose? Was it like a a little white band-aid? Oh, I didn't even notice. I was just, I just kept on going like, wow, this is the most cover-up she's ever been. (laughs) Like, like she, I thought she looked great. Um, I thought Katie looked amazing. Um, but yeah, I thought like it was pretty refreshing to see Lala. I don't know, just change her vibe a little bit. It was, in- I mean, I don't think the outfit was interesting, but interesting choice to. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, it was different. I mean, considering her Coachella outfit, which you know, goals, my Ugh. God. But uh, yeah, no. No, it was no. She had. I didn't notice it at first, and I thought, well, maybe that's when I was printing, so I missed if she gave an explanation. But I think it was like a tiny little band aid, but like white in the middle so that she had on the edge of her nose. At first, I thought she had like some something happened, like she got something white on her nose. And if she, if 
you know, I know oh, she's I guess, sober. Yeah, I guess I thought it was just like makeup. Like, you know, how people like do the little at the end of their nose, like the little, um, what is that well, called? The, yeah. Yeah. Whatever. The highlight thing. But no, this was like white out white. And oh, it was I'll have like, to watch it again. If that's a look, it's not, I don't think it's a, the goal of the look. But hmm. yeah, I was wondering if I missed some kind of explanation, but I'll, I'll rewatch and see. Um, yeah, I. I would rewatch this episode, but I don't know if I want to. Um, I, I'm having a hard time, man. I'm having a hard time. Like you know, this is episode two. I was hoping that it was gonna, I was gonna feel really fulfilled after this episode, and I'm, I'm really, I'm hoping maybe you have a different take and can you know vibe me Inspire. up because um, I'm no, feeling I, not great. I felt that like a third of the way through, I was like. Oh, I'm usually so excited for things and the whole time I was like oh my god I'm missing the Bachelor in Paradise finale right now which has not been a great season for me but you know it's just so you know salacious and cheesy that I'm like oh, wish I could watch that before I have to go to bed yeah but um so yeah no, I know I feel that way I'm trying to hang in there and I mean we we've had this feeling anyways I don't think it's gonna I know what the cast says you just wait it's gonna blow your mind I'm like I don't feel like it is going to I'm like feeling um, worried that like I'm putting all of my marbles in Brock's basket to save the season and I just don't know that that is gonna fulfill me either um, because like that's like literally the only storyline I care about right now. I just I I don't know. There, something is so off, and I can't put my finger on it. And I wouldn't say that it's like oh because the OGs aren't there. That's not it. There's something off balance with what's happening right now, and it just it something's missing. It's weird. Yeah. Did you like Katie's name better? Once upon a Tom. I do like it better, um, but like pretty much anything is better. I did really like this um, a suggestion that someone made on um, I don't know whose post it was, but they were speaking to T Sandy, and they suggested the name to him Atomic, and like you know, like in you know, and I was like, that is really cool, and it almost kind of gives me like the the vibe that they were going for, you know, kind of funky, fresh, Atomic, Atomic, you know. Yeah, that's pretty good. Punk, kind yeah. Of Let's go to Atomic. It, it kind of is. And it's catchy and it sounds cool. Like cooler than tomfoolery. That's just kind of cliche. And like, What's I feel like. Tom? It's too and much like Tom I feel, Tom. yeah. And I feel like Atomic could like still be sold. Like if they want, it's making money and they want to get out. It still sounds cool. It's not too like once upon a Tom. You know, I don't know. It's just, I thought that you, was a good one. Right. Like it's a club that could be sold. Well, speaking of clubs that, well, let me just quick touch on watch what happens last week i'm not even going to recap it but i'm just saying i'm a little when they asked that question about who's most obsessed with being famous and they both said sandoval and i was surprised they didn't say sheena so i'm happy for that but i'm gonna have to agree because he is like kind of like he's gone too far and he's he's just coming off as too cocky too into himself and just he's not as endearing as he once was just between watch what happens and then even you know bits on the show and the Coachella thing it's like Tom's just feeling himself a little bit too much like Sandoval mm-hmm. not Schwartz and it's it's yeah it's coming off as a little icky yeah sorry sorry Heather yeah that's my vibe right now 
<laughs> but okay, so speaking of selling bars and clubs, I did look into what they said on Watch What Happens Live, despite what they said tonight about investors. You know, um, last weekend, Watch What Happens Live, they're like, uh, yeah, we got a partner, great partner, shout out Greg Morris. So I looked up Greg Morris, who is their business partner in Schwartz and Sandys, and did you know he founded the Belmont? Oh, no way. So that kind of makes sense, except for it looks like he sold it in 2013. But then he opened, well, he had a, a restaurant at the Grafton, which I used to stay at a lot, um, but that's since changed over. Um, but he owns the Oaks Market, which is right there next to Birds in La Poubelle, right across from Gelson's and the Scientology Center. Mm-hmm. Um and so that and that makes sense because that's the strip mall I'm sure they're going to be in. And before that, he was doing this La Valita Cantina right in that same. They basically took what used to be Victor's Liquor and split it up between the market and La Valita. I don't know if that ever opened. It's not open now. But I do remember because I would stay there all the time and go to Gelson's Daily and there's always like a line outside the, the Oaks Market. And I know they like brew their own coffee. They have food. It's like a little, you know, high-end market. Mm-hmm. And there was always a line. So I know a, a bit of it was, you know, dining and it was always packed. People on the patio and whatnot. So I wonder if that's part of it. So, well, we're going to check it out this weekend, you guys. So stay tuned. Yes. On that, but I wanted to know who this Greg Morris guy was. But yeah, it, when I saw the Belmont, I'm like, oh, that tracks. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, what What did you think about the part when they said, "Do you think that Brock is the right guy for Sheena?" Oh, that was also shady. And they, did you see Katie? She literally looked down and was smirking, trying to hold back her like laughter. And then Lala was kind of like smirking, and then like, um, yeah. That was shade. Yeah, that was really gnarly. Um, I f- at first I was like, oh, like they they want to say no, but then like they they thought of like summer, and so they're trying to like do right. something else. But then it just turned into like this awkward moment of like it be, and even Andy was like, well, that's obvious. Okay, um, you know, right. like yeah, that was awkward. Yeah. Okay, let's touch on a couple of things that happened because someone sent me something tonight and they're like, did you see this? And I'm like, well, yeah, it was the thing last week and I know you wanted to talk about it. Um, oh, you guys, did anyone go to Heather McDonald this weekend? Because I had no plans to. And then Thursday I heard a bit, I thought she said she was going to dish it all out at her live shows about her war with Chrissy Teigen so I went online and I had these promo codes and everything. I got a ticket for $14 and I'm like, yes, I can do that. And I had to do stuff up there anyway. So I'm like, let me just go. She didn't say one word about Chrissy Teigen. I was so mad. I'm like, why am I here? I'm hearing like more comedy about her and how cheap Peter husband is and a couple housewives like you know imitations but I went there to hear the dish or the dish of how she was fired from Night Pop I heard none of it so 
if anyone went to the earlier show or Saturday or Sunday, did you guys get the scoop? Because yeah, I, I got nothing. Yeah, I know some of our listeners did go because I saw like on on Instagram. So for sure, yeah, hit us up. Let us know. I'm so curious about that too because I was so excited to hear what was going to happen because it's it's a pretty interesting little feud. You know, I was invested for sure. So that's yeah, that's disappointing. Yeah, I mean, it made up for it because I texted Holly. I'm like, you got to tell Chad to come down here. I was at my hotel right next to the Spectrum, and there was staying. Well, I saw when I was checking in, oh, free shuttles to Pacific Amphitheater for the Leonard Skinner Tesla concert. And I was like, oh, I didn't even know they were here. And the lady's like, "Uh, they're right there. They're in the bar right now. And this hotel is small, and I was very surprised they were staying there because there's like a nicer hotel in the area with like this killer rooftop bar and everything which next time I may stay there but but, um I was like I did see a crowd in the bar I'm like what's everyone doing here it's like freaking corporate Irvine um but it was them and then so I told Holly I'm like hey Chad may want to come down and because Chad loves meeting bands and obviously legends like that Mm mm-hmm and then in the morning when I was leaving, um, two of the main guys, uh, well, I'd seen like a couple of them. We were in the elevator together. And then um, a couple of the main guys were right there when I was getting my car and everything. And I just, I don't, people were like, did you get a picture? Did you talk to him? I was like, no, I'm an yeah. asshole. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to bug him. So instead I texted Holly to say, tell Chad to come down here right now. Yeah. And unfortunately, he had Daisy. Otherwise, he totally would have. <laughs> well, she would have been a great prop. Like, hey, my baby would really like to meet you. Yeah, yeah. Anyways. Um, okay, so the war last week. So Lala, after the premiere, after we podcasted and everything, Lala had posted on Instagram, in honor of the premiere, a picture of her with Stassi, Kristen, and Katie. Um, I'm sh- and people were like, hmm. But Ariana actually specifically called her out. She's like, I don't understand the timing of this. She's like, are you not supporting current cast or the future of this show? So then Lala took it down. But then everyone's like, oh, why'd you take it down? So then she re-put it up and she, uh, in her story. And she's like, oh, people were like, why'd you take that down? She's like, because some people were affected. And, and then... Um, people were making comments like oh they're all dressed in black and james kennedy piped in and he's like yeah they're all dressed in black because they are gone i mean obviously except lala and katie are not gone but it was it was pretty classic james and it was pretty funny but yeah what do you think i don't know um i've okay so i feel like this like almost tracks with um the episode one opening fight where it was like some of the fans of the show thought that ariana was a little uh they didn't like the way she reacted to lala like it triggered them the way she reacted and i feel like same thing with this this triggered people some people that you know lala would post a picture of the cast members that you know aren't on anymore and i don't know i don't know i don't know what i think I think that Lala either should have stood her ground and explained why she posted that. Like, she should have just been honest and been like, I'm really missing my friends. Like, this is a little harder for me than I thought. You know, like, be honest. Yeah. Or, um, 
or it's weird not having them here. And this is this is just a respect post for the OGs that started this whole thing. Yeah, but she really let. Um, it just kind of goes to show that she really has a hard time when someone comes at her. She really does. She can't. She can't handle it. And so, um, you know, once again, the point goes to Ariana because she, you know, she kind of really handled that sitch. So, I don't know. I it was. I think- it was interesting. You're right. If she had just posted it with the caption of like, it's weird not filming with, you know, the OGs or respect to them. And, but you know, yeah, it's a new show, but she didn't. And so that's where it left that kind of weird taste in your mouth. Yeah. And, and then Kristen was piping in along there too. And she's been piping in along all week and, or, um, you know, restoring the, um, the, what is it called the ratings you know of the show and that the viewership is down and all that stuff so i don't know it's she's she's not doing herself any favors she's coming off a little bitter because she was like you know retreating retweeting with wildfire emojis and yes and about the ratings and about um oh posting stuff about why is like candace on potomac getting heat for body shaming but james didn't oh yes they brought that all up too that was crazy it's like well if we all remember james and lala did get a lot of heat and they were roasted for it so yes they did get heat yeah they were literally they were like sidelined for a year honestly yeah and he booted them off. I mean, they were terrible. And 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 the, and, the and, and the the other cast members shit talked them the entire time. You know what I mean? Like it was not comfortable. Well, remember, they refused to film with James yeah. for like two years. Yeah, we had James like moving Sheena for one season. That was like as much as anyone would film with them. And then same with the she posted something about him being an abuser, and uh, it was like, well. Maybe production didn't have footage of him being abusive, but they did have footage of you punching him at Sheena's wedding or slapping him. So maybe it's, I don't, I'm not saying he wasn't or isn't, but I, I guess we can only go off what we saw. No, I mean, like, I, I feel like people are bringing up her book, you know, where, where she like really goes into detail about it. But, um, you know, I don't know. This It's a hard subject when you're talking about this because, you know, but basically everybody does have you know their own story or whatever too so yeah it, i think that it was hard for production to yeah they, it, i mean rightfully so because at the same time her house goes up for sale and i know the story is she's moving in with her boyfriend which is probably the case but i'm sure finances you know you look on zillow it's for sale for 1.3 she got it for one um, it's so a smart estimated. move right now. I, I think that it's yeah. like you could look at it and be like, oh, she's hurting. Or you can say like she's or she's just watching what's going on. And she's selling. I mean, of course, she's going to want her biggest asset back right now. You know what I mean? Like maybe she wants yeah. to do something. I don't I don't think that that's anything is weird with that. And I've always been I thought that Kristen made like an interesting choice when she bought her house and stuff. So I think. Yeah. It's cool. Smart. And, yeah. And also it's the mortgage on Zillow said, you know, estimated like 5,600. So it's like, who wants to be putting that out there if they're not bringing it in? Like if, and, and it is time for her and her boyfriend. That's a step 
that seems like the natural step they would take, you know? Yeah. Pre-engagement, yeah. moving together, so. Yeah, it just seems like maybe it might be smarter for her to, well, I don't know. Who knows? It just seems like the timing of that with some of her bitter tweets was made it suspicious. Yeah. But again, like, uh, this is kind of why I've always liked Kristen. Like, I like that I can kind of see, like, where she's at. And she is bitter right now, which is, like, kind of relatable. Like, I wonder how I would feel if this happened to me and I'm watching. Like, it's, like, I kind of like that she kind of puts it all out there. Like, we don't really know how the other ones are feeling because they don't want to show us, you know? So I kind of appreciate her for that. Oh, for sure. The real and rawness. Yeah. Now, I had a question about the ratings, and I don't know that you know, maybe you do. Uh, maybe there's someone out there listening. Maybe Julie, you know. Um, how is this calculated? Because right now, most people are like streaming this on different apps, either Peacock, the Bravo app, or Hulu, or online watching the Bravo website. Like, how are these? So they said that this year premiered only 637 viewers, and then last year was 1. almost 3 million viewers. First of all, I was like, that's it? Like, wait a minute. Like, I live in a city where only like one fifth of the city, let alone the rest of the world, has watched this show. I know. When I saw those numbers too, I was like, that's, I feel like a YouTube channel gets that like in a night. So that's, uh, you know, a video. So it's kind of um, strange. How do they track that? Um, and DVR and everything. It just seems like it's. I mean, yeah, that's I someone's job for sure. I, I'm sure they know how to do that to a T. That's how they get, you know, it's just like podcasting. That's how they get their ads, ads. and all that stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, very interesting. Crazy. Um, okay, so then. But I feel like I, I feel like I heard the stats, like, even for, like, um, what's that huge football game? Uh, um, Super Bowl. And same <laughs> same thing. It was, like, not that, like, the number. I was, like, that's it? Like, I don't know. Like, I feel it was it was a bizarre lower number than I thought, too. Yeah. Um, the only other thing on Kristen, I saw someone posted something about the old... I think it was in relation to that post with the four girls, um, women, uh, someone saying, well, they're just being held accountable for filing a false police report. But then Kristen chimed in and commented. She's like, there was no police report. And then the person came back, and they're like, oh, but that's your response? Correcting a technicality? She's like, but you did call the police, like, by your own accord. You called them. You're just, like, this is what your response is? So that was kind of interesting. Yeah. Like, I feel like it's still kind of her doubling down. Like, it wasn't that bad. Yeah. Kind of cringy. Yeah. Um, on the good news, um, Lala was actually maybe calling herself out and making fun of herself by dissing Sheena having a magician saying how like immature and childish it was and then she you know put herself with the baby bottle so good yeah. for her yeah 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 for calling herself out but, I mean everybody else had already done it but good for you for storing it yourself yeah 
I don't know. I, I feel, I know we like already talked about this a little bit, but I feel like out of everyone that Lala is having the hardest time with the firings coming back into the group, um, which is weird because you would think it would be Katie who would be having the hardest time, but Katie is almost settling into her OG status and she feels fine. It's, uh, it seems like it's, it's Lala that is, is bothered. Well, and, and I mean, Katie's got Tom. She's, you know, I'm sure friendly with Ariana because of the Toms. Um, she can go back and forth with Sheena. They're always going to be fine. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not going to be besties, but they're probably not going to be enemies, kind of the way they always have been. So, I don't know, but I feel like I feel like Lala has this weird thing where, like, she feels bad that, like, she's there and, and Stassi and Kristen and Brittany aren't. But it's like, yeah. shouldn't Katie be feeling that same way? Like, she's... I you would you know argue better friends with Stassi so why sh- why is Lala feeling so guilty right that's a good point like if Katie had made that post it probably would have been a whole different story yeah yeah because she started it she started it with them yeah yeah it's just it's interesting oh <sighs> well season four was on the other day and I oof. I realized that's the season Jack's lost it when he had that face that you know Jeremy made that artwork from. But then I don't remember because we didn't podcast season four. Well, we were in the middle of it before this started. But when he was sucking Brittany's fingers at the dinner table, and and then Sheena was like, "Ooh, that's so hot." I'm like, "Ew, ew." I don't remember that scene, and I'm horrified. I'm not sure what's worse. Jack's doing it in front of everyone at the dinner table or Brittany just like, yeah, he just likes to do that. I mean, if I was Brittany, I'd be like, not here. Not right now. Yeah. Like, what's, is he going to start sucking your toes at the dinner table too? She's got to keep her man happy, you know? Yeah. True. Mm. (laughs) Well, you guys, I posted, um, sir added changed their menu up and they added a lot of new things did you read what they added yeah i saw some of the posts and yes um uh, some of the things technically i would that's what i would order but i don't think i will order it there like i i don't think i'm gonna go to surf or a brace short rub like i gotta go to like boa or something for that or tom colicchio i i don't know if i'm gonna no offense, Jeff, Chef Joe, but yeah, come on, <laughs> poor Chef Joe. Um, I feel like they have been listening to our podcast and they realize that you have like come to the end of the menu of trying new things, and so they they just they want us to keep coming. That's exactly what I thought. Yeah, I thought it's it it's a first an ode to me. Yeah, so it's the first thing I thought of. I was like, oh my god, they they know. I think when we go there, I think the new menu is going to be dedicated to us. I, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn. I forgot to make cocktails of the week. Totally slipped my mind. Shoot. Sorry. I will do that next week. Charlie, you're next. And whatever else I come up with. I totally spaced on that. <sighs> That's okay. Yeah, not drinking. Okay, well, eh, eh, eh. Sheena, Lala, and Ariana. So we talked about this, about them posting their workout shit together. Clearly it's an ad, because I'm like, well, clearly they've made up, but then again, there was the Ariana Lala drama last week, so did they make up? But like you said, you thought they filmed that before. 
Mm-hmm. Well, I just saw them post it before. So, like, I saw them on the day where they were going to do it. And then okay. the next time they posted it, it was literally the premiere. And I knew Sheena was hosting a party and not working out. Yeah. So it's some electrical current workout, which scares the shit out of me. Because I remember I had another another traumatic spa experience when they were doing this thing. And they put these microcurrents up by my eyes. And I was like, no, no, no. And I like literally freaked out and made them stop. And they're like, well, we just did one eye. We have to do the other. I'm like, nope. No, we don't. And then I remember I, I told you I went and looked in my rearview mirror, and the eye they did looked way wonkier than before. Like I was better off before. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not fucking around with shit anymore. I'm just I'm fine as is. Okay. Oh my god. Not gosh. trying to be like Lala. I'm just like not messing around with that electrical current shit. So I don't know. Like I love the idea that 20 minutes is the equivalent of two to three hours, but I also feel like. I feel I feel like I did this in the 90s like Ron and Diane bought some kind of belt that I wore and it was supposed to give me abs and they wore it and they're like it's working and I'm like I don't see it working like it's not it's not working oh I did the shit where (laughs) and and my friend's sister did it and it I did see differences with her and I did it and so they wrap you like a mummy (laughs) and basically like you know stuff you would wrap your ankle with what's that stuff called whatever ace bandage or whatever uh-huh. but they wrap your whole body and it takes like an hour for them to wrap your whole body <laughs> and then you get in this sauna suit and you're supposed to like walk they put a tv on you're supposed to walk around like lift your legs up like herman munster or something and it for like and you just sweat for an hour and it's supposed to re-sculpt everything and lose weight and i, I used to do that shit all the time I mean, yes, I go to the infrared sauna, but that's detoxifying and good for your skin and inflammatory. But yeah, I did some crazy shit like that too. But do you remember that little belt like that people would wear yes. and, and it was supposed it's like, to like... Boom, 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 boom. It's like a Fred Flintstone <laughs> thing. It's like... <laughs> and it's like... <laughs> like, yes. Oh my God. That's <laughs> hilarious. That's for their daughter. That's so horrible. Oh my god! I've seen pictures of you. You look fantastic. Oh no, they got it for them, but I would like oh. wear it. You know, like I was like, let me see it. I was like, this is weird. You know. Okay. Well, same with those damn weight trainer things. Like, you got excited, and what would what, what you hear? Like Annabelle or somebody. So I got one, and I'm like, first of all, it's like rubber. So all you're doing is like sweating, and it's like the most uncomfortable, horrible thing. I'm like, I'm not doing this shit. <laughs> Yeah, I can't wear Spanx, let alone this thing. Oh, Spanx are the worst. I just rather look fat. I'm not doing it. Well, I noticed with Spanx, I just still it doesn't. It maybe just smooths out lines, but I still look like like a stuffed sausage in in a wrap dress. Like I'm not looking maybe just smoother, but I yeah, I just I just rather go without. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, all, I mean that's like a Bravo staple. Like I feel like all everyone on Bravo wears Spanx, sometimes multiple Spanx. We've heard the OC Housewives wear like three of them, you know. So it's that is insane. I can't even handle the one. But I did get this, um, and I used to work out in these things back when, like you know, you would <laughs> work out in like spandex and stuff. But for underneath, like sundresses and stuff, because like a lot of times I like to wear biker shorts under, you know, biker shorts, booty shorts, whatever, under a sundress, because if you're going somewhere like the beach where it's windy, you know, beach bar or something, you know, it's like windy. You don't want like your bare ass showing or yeah. thong or whatever. 
but this one is um it's like the bodysuit but you know it's like tank top because i don't want like tank top like the full but short yeah short one and it's by um it's chloe's line what's that called good american oh wow because i love those jeans and i'm like well i love the jeans i have some workout pants but i still prefer my more basic ones um and i i put it on and yeah i think i could deal with it it's little pain and they asked to go to the bathroom because then you got to take it all off but it was way better than a spank situation yeah so i would encourage you guys to look out for that cool cool all right anything else going on before we get into it i have a couple things i want to say before we get in the episode but i'll be quick okay do you have anything else social media i'm ready to get into it Okay, I want to do a shout-out to Taylor Jane from Melbourne, Australia. Um, shout-out to everyone in Melbourne, but shout-out to everyone in Australia in general. Um, I guess uh, Melbourne's the most locked-down city in the world. They've been, like, 250 like, days now, super harsh restrictions. They can't leave more than five kilometers from their home. You can be outside one hour a day. You can't leave just for groceries you can do that and that's it but like everything retail hospitality gyms been closed this whole time that's crazy so taylor jane said you know thank you like podcasts have gotten through um uh all you know her and friends and whatnot you know just through these boring hard times and being stuck inside yeah i mean it just starts getting to like you like mental health wise because it's like you start it's like it it, that's a a long time well and they're very strict and and policing it you know here it's like yeah but was anyone really policing it i mean remember even when they closed the beach and people were still at the beach and they tried but they were like, nah, fuck it, we can't arrest all these people, you know, the, so it was, the it was beach still is, loose. It's policed right now because of the oil spill here in Huntington. Yeah. That's horrifying. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. So, shout out to you Aussies. Thank you for listening, and I hope things lift very soon for you, and you have your freedom back. Um, we're thinking about you. Yes. And speaking of thinking about people, just a couple birthday shout outs. I want to say happy birthday a couple days ago, October 3rd, was Bonnie Hogan Schley and Paige Butler. Nice. On October 7th is Kathy Benefiel. On October 9th, Aaron Reddick. And coming up on October 12th, which is, we'll probably be podcasting then, but I just wanted to cover it. Uh, Danielle Grone and our very own special famous moderator Ariel Fix. Happy Yay, birthday! Happy birthday! Happy birthday to all of you! Happy extra birthday to Ariel for doing everything you do. We appreciate all of it, and thank you for supporting us the way you do. Yes. Okay. Okay. Let's Episode two. Let's get into it. So we start at sweat cycle. And um, the boys are are getting a little workout in. We've got Schwartz, Sandoval, and Brock. Now, what was with the headphones? Because I've been to plenty of spin classes, but I've never worn headphones. Uh, I don't know. I I think some people like are 
weird and like listen to their own they can't I don't know who knows they all, they were all wearing them though like I was wondering because it was outside could is that how they hear the instructor oh maybe maybe yeah that was their like sound system or something yeah hmm. just curious um, so then they're talking about Brock's thighs and Tom goes into a whole like side to junk ratio and like they did this display that reminded me of our display when we went to Rob's Big Bear Cabin of mm-hmm. Sheena's Math. Mm-hmm. What's that movie? A, simp- uh, a, bril- a Beautiful Mind. Yes, yes. Um, again, like I feel like I, I I want to be like, aww, when Schwartz does something like this. And be like, that's so funny. He's so endearing. But for some reason, it's falling a little short for me. It's one of those skits that they always try to throw in there. You know, like the sitcom from the 80s. Yeah. Starring, you know, that you're like, mm, okay. And then, like, and then I, I felt like I, I don't know if I agreed with, like, his analogy of, like, you know, look at Brock and then, like, look at me. Like, I got screwed. And it's like, did you, like, out of your family, I don't think you got screwed. Sorry, like, that's not, I'm not saying anything bad about the triplets, but, like, he has been a, a successful model. He is out in California. Yeah. He's been a working, you know, person. Like, I'm, I don't think he got screwed at all. Right. Um, so he's never really had to work much in his life. Exactly. Like, yeah, he's he's kind of got a way. His looks have saved him yes, numerous times. By, yes. by on gifts that were just given to him. Yes, that's how I should have worded like, that. Clearly, but... Brock worked for those legs. You know? Yes. Yes. I mean, obviously, there's genetics, but no, he worked on it. He talked about every workout he's done. He played played professional sports. It's you know that was earned. Mm-hmm. So I like when they're talking about the name of their new place and his reaction is like everybody else's. And he's like, oh, the name is trash. He's like, work on it. Just work on it. I can't do his voice. But. Yeah. But it's what we're all thinking. Yes. So then Sandoval goes into how he has such a loving, strong, inspired relationship. And he doesn't need Katie coming in here to be a fake mate or D or someone someone that just played Legos all quarantine. Tom's like, no, no, buddy. She did more than that. Yeah. <laughs> um, And then I, I did like how a Brock like kind of stepped in there and he was like, dude, you got to respect the missus. That's your, that's your business partner's woman. Like he kind of said something too, which I thought was interesting. I um, mean, you, you kind of have to, especially when they talk later about their financing and how they both took out home equity loans. Well, whether or not Ariana's wife, they own the homes together. Tom and Katie own the home together. You're putting a home equity loan that affects both of them. Mm-hmm. You know, Lisa confirms that too. She's like, ah, yeah. Lisa was calling bullshit, and she's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I, I don't, I, I. I just don't know that I can, like, get behind this whole... Like, I, I can't do the restaurant thing again. Like, and even hearing that, like, they're putting that much on the line of putting their houses against this. Like, it's still... Like, that's a big gamble, and I'm still not interested. Huge gamble. And then, like, his mom and stepdad. I'm like... 
okay. I so just, you're going to bankrupt the whole family. Yeah, it's just like I think that they are trying to pivot on this show. The show was started by, you know, it was like these young, broke Hollywood wannabe kids trying to make it in this town and make money and, you know, survive while they're living through like these crazy relationships that they're having with each other. And the fun part of it was like seeing them broke, seeing Stassi's, you know, convertible, you know, roll up, you know, that like doesn't quite fit into Beverly Hills, but like she's trying. And that, you know, it was just like all of it are like they had to go to Vegas, but they're broke, you know, like, and now they, they're like the storyline is that they're hoisting their mini mansions to build a new bar. Like, I, I, I don't know. Yeah. Like when Jax's credit card was declined. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, uh, yeah. I, I don't know. But I'm gonna. Yeah. I'm hanging in there. Maybe this is like there. It's you know. It's storyboarded up there. Maybe I just need to hang on. Yeah. Well, I'm with Lisa. That doesn't make sense to me. And she's basically calling bullshit. But Ariana's like, no, we talked about it. It's only his equity. I won't be affected. It's like, yeah, it will when he can't pay his half of the mortgage, and then you have to cover his half. How is he going to pay you your half? I know his word, but word doesn't pay the bills yeah you know so she's basically telling lisa how moved tom was he cried to her about how you know he was so moved and excited that lisa was supportive and um and then they talk about lala and she's like i don't even know who she is and now she just threatened to rage on charlie so i mean i appreciated her outing lala to lisa because lisa's like right up Lalan rants ass a lot, much like yeah. And she seemed um, it did seem to like um, like peak Lisa and be protective of Charlie. You know, like she didn't like that Charlie was like kind of being thrown in there. So that no, was, I don't want to. Yeah, exactly. That was interesting. I don't want to like jump ahead, but this is kind of the topic. Okay. What do you think about Rand wanting to be an investor, but they blew him off? Um, I think that, I don't know. I found, at first, I, I kind of, like, laughed. Like, yeah, they probably don't want, <laughs> they don't want him to be the investor because, like, they don't want, um, like, who knows if he can really come up with the money. Yeah. And then, Another um. scandal about how he owes. Yeah. Entity. <laughs> or they just, like, don't want to be associated with all the gnarly things that he is, you know, like, being, the whole like writer's guild thing and like all I don't know I I just I kind of thought it was funny but um I have to say I I now I'm jumping ahead Randall was like kind of my MVP of this episode mm-hmm. like I I enjoyed some of the feedback that he gave to Lala I thought that he was funny with his cake thing you know how he like got it scraped off that she was a bestseller <laughs> I I don't some of it was just kind of, I thought he no. kind of he balanced her with he, I, he I don't know like when she pops off at people and you can see it in his look he's like oh no oh yeah no. like yeah I like when he does that and he, he does it on their podcast you know just discourages those rants on, on people yeah you know? yeah I've seen it I've seen it live too you know when they they are live like in bed or something like he will get like he's like you know <laughs> Now, what I thought was most interesting about him wanting to be an investor is what do you think Jax thinks about that? 
because he is like Randall's best friend. They were gonna be he was gonna be his best man. They are like tightly wound. How do you think Jax is gonna feel about Randall investing in the in Tom that he hates? Well, and then, you know, he still likes the other Tom, but I don't know. I feel like Jax should that would irritate him. Yeah. Um Which makes me happy. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I have to, like, the most disappointing thing about everything, like, all about these emotions that I'm having about these first two episodes is that, like, I wanted to be on here and be like, yes, this is this is better than anything I've ever seen in my entire life. Ha ha, F you, Jax. But I just, it's not there. It's not there, and that kills me. Kills me. And I feel like we aren't the only ones saying that. Like, it's kind of like the general, like, feeling. And that sucks. I really wanted to stick it to Jax. Yeah. We'll get there. We've got more episodes. Yeah. I, I, I'm not giving up hope. I, I'm, hol- I'm holding on. Okay. Well, on the Randall topic, I also appreciated when he said he got a swimsuit for Lala at Target. And they showed the Target receipt. So as she shows up in Burberry tonight and all her, you know, blah, 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 um, I appreciate the Target trips and the self-checkout and, <laughs> and the tags on it. That was kind of funny. Me too. Um, I liked that too. I, and I see his daughters in Target clothes a lot too. I think that's cool. Um, as it should yeah. be, you know? Cool. Um, that, uh, sorry, what, what, did you, what do you think about... Um, so... Ariana and Lisa, you know, meet up and are catching up. Did you expect them to kind of pick up where they left off on like the mental health thing and like all of that? I was a little surprised that like we went right back to that of them, you know, kind of fostering that relationship that we saw for the first time last season. Um, They really brought it right back there. Yeah. They just didn't talk too much about it. Yeah. But they still made sure to bring it up. You know, it's like they, I don't know. I like, feel this so- is why this makes sense. This is why we're having lunch, because we're going to do a public service announcement to talk about mental health. Like, yeah. it's like kind of placement for... And also, like, we really can't rip on that. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, yeah. like, she's not meeting with her for nothing. Like, it's this is important. And then, by the way, um, you know, Sheena's birthday was at our house, and, and then she catches her up. I don't know. I just, I think it's a little... Yeah. But it gives them a window to continue to talk about that, which is cool. And to get Lisa on film. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Screen time is basically what it's about. So then we have Sandoval making James a mini latte and talking about the plans for their mini Coachella. And, and just lighting up over all of the planning. I mean, this is what T. Sandy loves. He loves to plan things and go over the top you know everyone says that about him and it's obvious it makes him yeah. happy Good. we're gonna have a food truck a drink truck fire dancers hula hoopers and james is like oh the most romantic place in the world is the rave tent at coachella and i'm like that's pretty sad but okay you do you if that's what works for you too then cool yeah um i did like though the conversation because we did hear this in their little intro bio that Raquel's family is not so much on board with James. 
And so he asked her dad, and it's like, I took him on a manly hike. I know, I was going to say, is that what he said? Because I wrote down manly hike with Raquel's dad, and I'm like, did it really say manly, or did I hear that incorrectly? No, he said it. <laughs> He's like, oh, uh, you know, he put me through the ringer. And then he was like, uh, I could just throw you in the stitch right now. <laughs> So um, I want more of Raquel's family. Like, we've seen her mom and her sister a bit, but, like, let's bring on the dad. Um, I want him. <laughs> someone told us they were going to be on. I forget. Um, yeah, I think they definitely are going to be on. I want Raquel's dad to, like, go off with James's dad and see how that works out. Because James's dad is such an ego, but with a – it sounds like Raquel's man. sounds like dad – sounds like a strong man. So he's not going to be – pushed over intimidated by George Michael's former manager you know what I mean like I that would be nice yeah yeah I'm excited to hear about that um but like there's something like just so funny about hearing James even tell that story like he he's always like kind of like rapping putting rap lines in and just his regular lingo he's like it's like Mission Impossible Tom time Tom Cruise you know he always has to like get a little something in there yeah uh, and it was just hilarious how T Sandy's like dude like you're really doing this dude like he was duding all through it um, <laughs> duding all through it yeah. <laughs> Um, so then we bump over to Lala and Randall and uh... so they're talking about how she's going to be devastated if she's not a New York Times bestseller and I know one excuse well it was COVID it was like yeah but people still made the bestseller list you know it still happened Um, but I just think you know there's a lot of pressure I think with Stassi and all of that but it's just first of all I've been hearing and I continue to hear it her books are in the bargain bins and blah 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 well, if you look at this, look, they just said 600,000 viewers or 1 million last year. Well, no, you're not going to make the New York Times bestseller list because, A, of those 1.3 million people, not all 1.3 are going to buy your book. Like, you and I didn't buy the book, and we're, we have a podcast about the show. Oh, I did. <laughs> okay, well, I did not. <laughs> um, and I know other super fans that did not. They were waiting for, like, the library version or whatnot, but... Um, I don't know. Wait, wait, you bought her book, but you didn't buy Stassi's book? I bought Stassi's book. Oh, okay. I thought we just bought them to give them away. Well, I did, I, you know, toot Stassi's horn here, but there's a big difference. Yes, they're both the same age. They're both 30. But Stassi had, A, been an OG of the show, but also pretty much the star of the show or one of the main stars of the show where Lala has never been the star of Vanderpump. She may have had more prevalent roles, um, features, but never the star. Stassi also had a podcast that she built up for many years and had so many followers. And then she did have a successful tour and then, you know, attempted a second tour. Um, that were They were selling out. Lala and Rand's tour, not selling out. And also... Stassi was selling out big theaters, not little, you know, venues. It's just, and also Stassi was, her thing was a shtick. And it was also kind of like a little bit of self-deprecating, right? She's making fun of herself for being basic and showing you how to be basic. And that kind of, like, it's a shticky book. It's, you know, what you would buy at, um, what's that store? Uh, Kitson. Yeah. Know, it's like a, it's something you would buy at Kitson. 
And if you're a fan of hers, you know, it's it's cute and it's funny. Whereas Lala, she doesn't have a shtick. She doesn't have a... And it's not self-deprecating. Like, her book is about her and maybe kind of glorifying her. Whereas Stassi's book, yes, it's about her, but it's about basicness and stories about being basic. Like, it, it has more of a, a theme that she was willing to laugh at herself about. Whereas I don't really see Lala laughing at herself about this. So it's just a little more ego-driven. I mean, they're both ego-driven people, but it just had a different spin. So I wouldn't expect it to sell like hers did regardless. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I think that's honestly where her tears were coming from. I think she realized that, and it was a blow to her ego that she maybe thought that she was at that level, and then to realize that she wasn't, I think that's where like her not embarrassment but I you could just tell that that's what it was but no for sure like I, I think if you're comparing them what Stassi did is she came off of kind of like a rough season of Vanderpump Rules you know she left she went to New York shit didn't go the greatest and then she kind of came to I don't know I'm speaking of as a, a fan of hers at this time in her life was when she kind of was at a vulnerable state and she shared with her listeners like kind of where she was at and I think kind of those day one listeners of her podcast she really created a community out of those people and yeah. built this brand of exactly what you said like where she talks about th- those choices that she made to get her where she is in her life and her life was kind of like like she was laughing at where she was and how she got there and it was relatable and cool and like she created something and it showed because she was very successful um people really liked it and so yeah i think that maybe um lala like if they had shown lala's scene with sheena where she was real last week and you almost did you're like oh maybe i take lala's side but she had not really done much of that prior to that scene yeah and um some of some of the stories that she shares in her book are super cool and i think people would really like them but um you wouldn't like why would you why would someone go buy that book and then like expect that experience from her she doesn't let you know that she's like an open person that's gonna share like I don't, yeah. Lala's not someone I would go to for like a heart to heart. Like, oh, let's share a story. You know what I mean? Like, there's she missed yeah. that link of like providing people with the the path to get to know her or something. I don't know. Yeah, and she didn't have the um, the star of the show to bank on it. And, and quite frankly, like Katie's an OG, but like, Katie wouldn't have sold New York Times bestseller either because she was never the star of the show. She didn't have a shtick or a platform so what's she going to write about she's going to write about something interesting to somebody but not to the masses but you know know? what just like she mentioned on watch what happens live she's building it now you know she started late but she's now building her podcast platform she mentioned that she had a million downloads already which um you know that's nothing to laugh at and she's doing it so i feel like you've got to kind of put in the work get your people yeah. trusting you and like and and then you know whatever she is yeah. quote unquote an expert on like maybe her listeners would want to buy a book like Stassi have four years of a podcast before she 
came out with the book. Yeah, and then and she talked about it the whole time. So like everyone was invested in like what the final product was going to be. It was on the show. It was, you know like so pre pre order. Yeah, she pushed that. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, honestly, I would total. I I thought that if I was Lala, I would have blamed this on it. Wait, I would have totally been like, COVID was very hard. Like you couldn't get out there and promote. Like that is a true statement. It's there's just no way around it. Yes, people made the list without it, but not a no name person like her. She needed to promote, and she wasn't able to do it probably the way that they would have. You know, that's going into a Target and signing some copies isn't gonna do it. Yeah. No, she should have, like, yeah, she could have done her own things or, yeah. I mean, still, you know, book signings does come out as it's released. So you mm-hmm. really got to, it's usually a couple hundred people. So it's not going to be a make or break thing. But if you're doing, like, just back-to-back signings and bookings, it, it's certainly going to help. Yeah. Well, you get, like, a buzz going, you know? Like, I, I don't know. It just it just fell flat, it felt or, like. Or maybe when you do your... um book signing premiere launch uh, virtually maybe you don't have it hosted by Katie maybe you have you get someone bigger maybe a yeah. bigger draw yeah. even Lisa doing it or um, you know Rand has his geezers to pull from or you know even the people he pulls for their premiere parties like maybe just maybe not Katie Maloney yeah it was yeah yeah totally so anyway, so she's talking to Randall about the Ariana thing, and she's like, Rand, I tell you, if, like, I didn't have Ocean, I would have drowned her in her own damn pool. And I'm just laughing. I'm thinking, yeah, I don't even care how drunk Ariana was. My uh, money's still going to be put down on Ariana uh, being able to take Lala down, <laughs> even drunk. Yeah. Um, but again, like there was something about the way that Randall was listening to her, like she was going off, you know, like she was emotional about this. I mean, I feel like this was super relatable from her part. Like, and if she, I feel like if she leaned into this a little bit more, she would really expand her, uh, fan base. Um, but it's like, I'll sit there and go off at chat about something, something so dumb that he does not care about. But he is like, you know, I'm like, this person said this to me and I felt like this and da 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 Like, I just need to get it out. And he listens. And I feel like yeah. they've, they've shared about that, about how Randall will be like directing some big old movie and like, we'll have to take a call from Lala of her like going off about, you know, something and he listens to it. But, um, yeah. I liked that. I thought that was cool. And I thought that Randall handled her very well. He just calmly was like, well, I, you know, you should still be very proud of yourself. And um, so again, like, I felt like it made that whole situation like you were like, oh, cool. Like, I don't know. Yeah, He makes her more likable. And as much as he annoys me on his own, like with this, oh, oh, terrific Tuesday or, you know, with the shady business we've heard about through articles or other podcasts or whatnot. I, you know, I still, I, I, there's a part of me that likes him. I like him how he yeah. handles her, which because it, he doesn't. It really her. surprises me. It really, like, yeah. I, I, I would have never thought that that's how those two, like, how their relationship would work. It's very cool to see. Yeah, he grounds her. Yes. Without making her feel shamed or embarrassed or yeah it comes from like a supportive place and like i see how he would be like how he is a great partner for her it's 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 interesting yeah 
Um, okay, so now we go over to Villa Rosa. Lisa is putting an apron on because that's what she does. And um, her house just looks so freaking gorgeous. Like, like walking up the sidewalk to, like, enter her home is just, like, incredible looking. Like, what the hell? Um, and so she's having the boys over to pick up some flowers to take to Tom Tom. To lay on the bar? Yes. <laughs> okay. Um, with the dog with the dog hair that was just laying on the bar. Yeah, and she's very uh, you know, specific, like make sure it's standing up in the car, get it there. And the guys are like, Okay, so we gotta pick up the flowers from Tom Tom and then we're going on our trip. Okay, let's go. And they're lilacs, which are like my favorite, but they're so smelly, strong, like I've always been told in a restaurant, like you have you have non-smelling, unscented candles because you don't want anything taking away from the aroma of the food. But isn't it so kind you- of weird that like they're going to pick up flowers for Tom Tom, but Tom Tom literally just opened like a couple weeks ago, <laughs> <laughs> right? Yes, <laughs> that would be correct. <laughs> I just thought of that. <laughs> oh my yeah. god. <laughs> Get well, it to Tom so, Tom right away. That's such a t- um, so then we have Tom Schwartz basically admitting that he asked Katie to do the dirty work and plant a seed of doubt with Sandoval. Like, do his dirty work. Like, I mean, talk about James talking about Mac having wussy energy. Like, could, could you get any bigger wussy energy? Like, really, Katie? Katie, could you tell my business partner? Because I'm too afraid. Like, tell him it's a dumb name. <laughs> like, and now Katie is left to look like the I, bad guy, the bitchy whiner. And it's really him. I literally, like how you just did the voice, that's exactly what I pictured. I pictured him like loafing around the house like and also i i love how how katie gets pegged with the one that was like building legos during quarantine you know it's like okay but schwartz was up and at him and like really you know getting it in like give me a break walking the dogs in his moo moo with his slides on shuffling his feet yes Um, (laughs) but he's like baba can you plant a seed of doubt in in t sandy because like like 100 percent it's exactly what happened. I, yeah, I, he already hates you anyways, so why cause a rift between us? Yeah. Will, <laughs> will you, Bubba, please? She just rolls her eyes. Bubba, Bubba. No, wonder, no wonder when he says, oh, maybe, maybe we can have sex. And she's like, ugh. And he's like, don't say, ugh. That I'm like, was, well, maybe I get it, Katie. <laughs> that was hilarious, dude. <laughs> maybe I get it. Maybe I'm Team Katie, and I just didn't know it. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. I mean, like <laughs> this episode definitely uh, aired in her favor because it was like, oh my gosh, like I'm frustrated. Like I I get it. Um, yeah. So, um, and then uh, Schwartz tries to, uh, or um, Sandoval tries to get Schwartz to like go away so he can like secretly, you know, tell Lisa that uh, Raquel and James are gonna get engaged, and uh, he's like, Lisa, you know, he like won't leave them alone. So that was kind of funny. Um, but what did you think about Lisa kind of being like, hmm, I don't know about this. Like she wasn't quite sure about the Raquel and James engagement. Yeah. 
I mean, she was pushing it on her show, Overserved, when she had James there. But, yeah. I mean, probably because it's just coming off of his outburst at Max. So she's like, maybe he's not ready because obviously he's still... He either did some kind of drug he's not fessing up to or he's still emotionally unhinged. To lash out like that, unless you are something on something, that is emotionally immature, right? So she's probably like, this is a red flag one way or the other. Speaking of overserved, when Ariana and Lisa were having their little combo and she was like acting all shocked, she's like, so Lala came for Charlie and she brought up the podcast. Like, she did all that on your freaking show. Remember, like, like Lisa, you should know exactly what Lala's up to and how she was being shady because she did it on yeah. your freaking show. Right, exactly. <sighs> um, but yeah, so I don't know. I, I think that the James and Raquel thing could definitely give us some um, entertainment, I think, hopefully. How they're going to navigate all of this. Um... So, Palm Springs. Um, yes. Okay, this is when I was in Palm Springs and I was attempting to drop off Sheena and Summer and Brock's baby gift package we made for them. Mm-hmm. But it did not work out. But unfortunately, because it was in the trunk of my car and it was Palm Springs, what something melted, right? The honey or something exploded? Oh, yeah. The, the, we, had to re, we had to seal up Re-packed. the honey a little bit. Yeah. I got some Minuka honey. It's I love it, but it's from New Zealand. So we we're trying to incorporate all all of them. But yeah, I just remember I'm like, this is when I was there. And then they go to the house that they rent, and all I could say was super killer house. But I was like, hmm, I stayed it better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Humble break, which I did not rent, but I was a guest of at Leo DiCaprio's house, which it really had that vibe. But Leo's was cooler. But I like that they were there and that, like, the others got a house down the street and they weren't just, like, at La Quinta. Because I thought they were at La Quinta. Or maybe they did their one thing at La Quinta. But I was glad that, you know, house is better. Yeah, but I didn't like... I, I, I think that was part of the reason why everything was, like, a little bit off. And, of course, it had to be because the babies are super young both of them you know so it it wouldn't make sense that they would all stay together and we haven't even seen the end of this so I don't know but I could I just seemed like this first scene when they arrive and it's just Tom and Ariana Tom and Katie Charlie and then the others come later it I I don't know that it was working for me like the um I'm having a hard time with them kind of holding the show yeah but whatever um. Well, and and a lot of just the force stuff. It's like, dude, let's do a fashion show. It's like, I. This is where I think Tom Sandoval is like gone too far, and he's just. We're not that interested. Every year you do this over the top shit. You're getting real cocky about it. You're getting real smug. I get where Katie and Lala said he's obsessed with being famous now because he's coming across more like that, and just like, oh, let me focus this, and then like. Who said it? Oh, yeah, Katie and her confessional was like, hmm, he was the judge and came up with it. And, uh, like, you got to excuse yourself from the thing then. If you're going to be the judge, then you're like, I'm just going to, like, he could walk in and be like the MC, the extra MC and be like, well, I win because I'm the MC, but I'm going to pull myself out of the competition, right? And, like, yeah, he's just, he's getting too greedy. 
Yeah, and I mean, he chose like a an event or an activity that he is obviously gonna, you know, excel at. You know, it's like it'd be like if I was like, you guys, everybody come over, we're gonna have a baton trolling competition, and we'll see who wins. Yeah. <laughs> you know, let let's see. Um, I mean, it was, just, and it was just kind of dumb, and I just feel like it's we've we've done that before, and. So that's where I kind of appreciated, um, you know, like Lala never dresses up for any theme party. Yeah. But I appreciated Charlie not like really doing shit. Sheena, but because she just had the baby. Oh my God, Sheena's boobs look massive. I was like, holy shit, those are like watermelons. Yeah. Um, Lala's too. I mean, it's just so like not to be gross, but it's like it's just so obvious the stage that they're in of motherhood. You know, like that's just how it is, and it's uncomfortable. And um, I wouldn't. That must have been difficult to film during all that. So props to them. Um, Incredible. Yes, both of them. They look so great. And um, and and again, like I I. I'm not trying to rag on the show too hard and it did entertain me and to give some positive notes um I enjoyed I thought Ariana was super um like fun at the house and like it was cute when they were like uh Tom was like everybody let's meet in the kitchen and Ariana like ran in and she's like what are we doing like she was just like ready to you know like do all of the activities I thought that was cute um I loved that T. Sandy was wearing heels. I thought that was fun. Um, who would have known that Brock can sew? I thought that was super interesting. <laughs> oh, that was such a that was such a like a Rob 2.0 moment. She's like, I mean, like Brock is like a jack of all trades. Like he can um, bake, he can clean, he can cook, he can sew, he can like. I was like, oh God, it's Rob! It's Rob! I but know she when she, yeah, <laughs> even when she, yeah, that was crazy. Um. <laughs> And who knew Charlie had has had guns held to her head? But you know, we've been to Barstow. Like, I that's the only place I ever stop on the way to Vegas. So, yeah. And sometimes I like I like to stick to Lenwood because a few times I've I've pulled into the downtown exit. I'm like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> like maybe I want to get the hell out of here. Like, yeah. You know, it's no Beverly Hills, so props to her I loved when she was like yeah um I grew up on Marshall she's like uh I I've seen gangsters Lala is no gangster so yeah I love that, that part yeah I feel like everyone's been waiting for someone to say that to her and that was and it's hilarious that it's Charlie like there's just there's something about it that um she just pairs up to Lala perfectly it's 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 comical yeah, she's like, I'm tired of these people. Like, oh, I'm a grown ass woman just because I have a baby. She's like, but then she pops off with this stupid bullshit. She's like, yeah, you're really grown, bitch. So I, I really like that. I was like, yes, yeah. Charlie. I, f- um, I mean, the other reason why I'm halting my kind of bad thoughts about this season is because you know, along with rooting for or hoping that Jacks, you know, really gets his but handed to him for this like I want Charlie to succeed I want her to have a chance to you know get another um season at least you know and whatever but she she can't do it on her own you know what I mean and I feel like she's kind of on an island by herself and if I didn't if I didn't know her if I didn't get to have you know separate conversations with her I don't know how I'd be feeling about her and I, I don't well, know. It's just I, not quite working yet. 
I think you would have loved her because I noted, oh, big fan, built-in fan of Holly and Sarah when she's like, mm, I'm not really a hugger. <laughs> and Lala's like, I am a hugger. But I'm like, yes, thank you for someone representing the non-huggers in the world. <laughs> I appreciate you so much. Yeah, and um, I mean, well, I guess I, I don't, I won't even say this, <laughs> but um. I don't know. There's just some other things that she has said, too, that I find relatable. You know, like, there, she's definitely, I, I'm rooting for her, for sure. Well, and what I like, too, I mean, yes, we had her on the podcast. We've talked to her in person. But um, I like that, you know, even during quarantine, she was, like, trying to do things. She was making those epoxy things. Like, but then she put herself through esthetician school. Now she's doing this fitness thing. It's like... She's a hustler. She's keeping busy. She didn't. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sorry, Katie. She didn't just play Legos. She bettered herself. She got a trade, a degree in something. She's, she got into something else. Like she made the most of whatever she could do during quarantine besides just, you know. Yeah. Do nothing, I guess. Yeah. I feel like she, um, and, and I, I, I guess this is why it's possibly not meshing for me with the, the casting is that Charlie's still hungry, like very hungry. She's hungry to succeed. And that's what the OGs were in the beginning, right? They were hungry. That's why it was like interesting. They were modeling, they were doing this, they were, they were waiting tables. Like they were just trying to make it. And that's yeah. what Charlie's doing. But now the other ones all have their, like, I don't know, like the, there's only one person hustling. Her and Brock, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah. True. Yeah. Well, next week it looks like Raquel brings it, though. She's like, are you, how are you not embarrassed to be with me or something? And I was like, what? But it shows, like, she's being real. Like, that's her feeling and her insecurities. And also Charlie's going to open up about her past so you guys before you jump all over if you don't know the history of her food comments and triggers um i mean charlie's opened up about this on um podcasts and interviews but i mean she's had some childhood trauma and uh, sexual assault and, and things like that so just believe her when she says it's more than just like telling your kid to eat their fucking broccoli or they're going to bed without dinner it's it's a lot more than that so she just covered it up last season by saying something like you know as she said because she didn't really want to go into it and nor was production the cameras really giving her that time or opportunity to do that because there was too many people yeah but you they know, sh- she had yeah she they had told sheena all of that um but they just didn't air it or they didn't film it or you know they just had too many balls in the air um, I did find it weird that when it kind of got brought up in this episode that Brock was the one who kind of jumped her to defend her and like right over to her. Um, because they're friends. They actually hang out. I mean, yeah, cool. But it was just, uh, it surprised me. Yeah. Well, we see that flash forward too. So when everyone's like four years, four years, and he does, it does look like that, how it's edited what was the last time he's like ah oh, going on four years now I think he's talking about like his wife or her family because I've you know we, they, his kids have come here and they FaceTime and they you know not obviously since COVID but um, yeah so I, I think that was I don't know I guess we'll see but um, no 
Yeah. <laughs> so when Lala and Rand come in and James is like, oh, welcome the New York Times bestseller. It's like, ooh, ouch. <laughs> I noted her hair looks pretty. <laughs> yeah. That was a, like, kind of a stinger. And then they had to say, no, she didn't get it. So it was like an awkward moment. And then they flash over to Katie whining that she forgot her steamer. And I'm like, Katie, there's an iron or there's a dryer. Or you just hang it. It's Palm Springs. Hang it outside for five minutes. Yeah. Kind of like, yeah. Anyways. Okay. What the, oh, I did notice someone James was talking about getting engaged. Did you catch this? He's like, I'm just so excited. He's like, Raquel is about to become the first Mrs. James Kennedy. That was hilarious. The first? Well, isn't that what James said about um, Jax and Brittany? He's like, oh, he'll make a great first husband for Brittany. Yeah. But he just, like, said it himself. The first Mrs. James Kennedy's like, wait, screech. Yeah. Oopsies. Oh, my gosh. I mean, I kind of I kinda don't doubt that that's the prediction. Yeah. I, I, I root for them a thousand percent. But, yeah, he's a wild card. Yeah. And I feel like um, like Raquel right now is kind of how, I don't know, when things kind of started getting, yeah, when things started getting serious with Jax and Brittany, it was like all, all of us were very protective of Brittany, where it's like, Brittany, don't do it. You know, like, don't just do it because you, like, that's the position you're in. And then, it, like, it kept going and going where it's like, okay, fine, marry him, you idiot. You know, but... Yeah. <laughs> um. I feel like for Raquel, like I want the best for Raquel. I want to protect Raquel. I don't want yeah. her to have to deal with this heartache. Um, you know, I feel bad every time she has to be embarrassed by James. Um, similar to like when the way poor Brittany was when Jax got arrested for stealing sunglasses. Yeah. She was standing there and was just like, you know, here she's come all the way out from Kentucky. Her family's excited that she has a chance at fame and fortune with Jax and Mr. Jax Taylor's gonna be my son in law. And then he steals sunglasses and he's literally in jail and you can just see the look on her face where she's like, Holy shit, what did I get myself into? And I hope that um I hope yeah. Raquel is making smart choices for, for her too. And and realizes like I mean, she could get anyone, but at the same time, oh, she could get a pro athlete. Oh, they're going to cheat on her, probably. Oh, she could get a Hollywood producer. Oh, he's going to treat her like shit or a side piece or cheat on her. So I was like, well, at someone, least she someone really gets would along really, with James and yeah, loves her. Someone would appreciate her and fall in love with her for who she is. Like, not, I don't know. I just, I, I don't even really see James cheating on her anymore at this point. I, it's more like, He's going to get himself into some shenanigans. His mouth is going to get him in trouble. I more than I feel it. like out of everybody, like we've seen them the most, um, or at least I have. Like I feel like I've seen them the most, like out, and I feel like she's always so supportive of him. Like he's always yes. kind of still doing the same thing and kind of in the same condition that you would imagine that he's in. You know, out there doing it, cool, cool. But she's there, like a loyal. Um, yeah, like a partner like she's literally there supporting him in the kindest way like when you see it you can watch it as a stranger standing back and go 
wow, she's being extremely kind to him and supportive. Like, that's just what it looks like. Every time we're there and I see her support him, stand by him at the DJ booth, I just think I would be so fucking bored. And also because she's kind of shy. Like, I think she likes getting, you know, recognized by fans, but she's also shy and timid, so she likes her people around her. Uh But, like, I think I would just be bored standing by his side all the time. Especially if you weren't like the extrovert that's, you know, like a Sheena. Yes, come up to me. Come up to me. She's not Sheena. And so I'm like, God, wouldn't you just rather be home watching Netflix or something? Yeah. Um, and she know. and she never has that look on her face like she does. She literally is looks like she's pleased to be there, which that would make me feel so good if I was James. Like, you know what I mean? Like, wow, cool. Um, you should. Yeah. Side note on Brock, because I feel like I'm sometimes a little bit hard on Brock and, you know, we haven't got to know him yet, but um, I was listening to um, Sheena's podcast and he was on and I really liked when he was talking about um, seeing fans out in public and um, he made a statement where he was like, if you ever see us, like, please come up and say hi. And I thought yeah. like, that's so cool and Sheena actually was like Sheena is like that too but he was even more so like no I want to like talk like he was he's so he's like newer to this so he is like super excited to talk to people um and I thought that was cool so I liked that yeah side note so respecting the fans yes love that and he like he just seems like he's actually generally like he's like seriously interested in you know, meeting people and talking about, you know, their lives and where they're at and stuff. I think that's really cool because you can't, you can learn so much from people. Yeah. Well, I met him at the book signing and um, I was like, oh, we know someone in common. It was someone that worked for him. And uh, <laughs> I was like, it was like an interesting person. So I wasn't sure where to go because I wasn't sure, do they know what I know? Are they there too? Or they've not figured it out yet. So I had to really like, be careful on how I phrase things. I'm like, if they know what I know, then they're not gonna they're gonna think I'm crazy. But if they don't know, and they still really, it was like, mm, how much do I? <laughs> Did he know? Um, they they were still like, they were polite, but I could see in the eyes, I could see the, hmm, huh. okay, yeah, cool. yeah, okay, c- cool. Okay. I think, still, I think she still worked there, but like it wasn't like much longer that she did. Okay, cool, cool. <laughs> and, and like um, Sheena said, like Sheena never ever said anything bad. She just said, "Oh yeah, I, I, I think this person needs their own reality show." I'm like, "Oh, a thousand percent." You know, it's like it wasn't a slam. It was just like, yeah, shit, yeah, know? for sure. Anyways, but Brock just too because like I know other friends that know him because San Diego, like I said, it's a really small town, and they like see him out and about, and they're like, oh yeah, he's like a character, you know? They're, yeah. Like, he's like the mayor of Pacific Beach or whatever. But anyways, so then we get into Charlie and Ariana. I mean, and Lala, mm-hmm. but over Ariana, and this is when Lala like does her Lala stuff, like enough enough she loves yelling enough yeah and charlie just really holds her own like she's like you know whatever i'm just going off of you know hey i'm standing up for my friend i'm going off what i see i'm not judging up the past five years i don't care and lala's like then you have no skin in the game baby just get that you know shut the fuck up bitch charlie's like oh yeah you don't tell me to shut up bitch or you don't call me a bitch and lala's like enough 
it's like uh Charlie's like yeah no you're not gonna tell me enough there's what'd you say there's one person you can't fucking play with and that's fucking me and then again Lala just shuts down because this is what happens to Lala when someone stands up to her mm-hmm. which I love I love those moments yeah um you know and I felt like reading between the lines of this fight basically Lala was trying to shut down Charlie by saying you haven't been here you're new so I don't care about your opinion or what's going on like I am barely acknowledging you and um oh yeah and And that's when Charlie's like well I'm still at the table and and Lala's response is like well I see you you know, it's like, yeah, you do, Lala. I'm still, like, so I, I loved that part. I thought that was so good. Um, or when she popped off, like, she, like, stood up to Lala, and she's like, oh. And she, like, turns to Katie or whatever. She's like, oh, wow, look at her. She sounds like me. Oh, she's giving them Lala. Like, isn't that cute? It's like, no, she's giving you Charlie. Um, you shut up with your ego. Yeah, um... It was extremely obnoxious, and I I loved the way Charlie handled her. I, I it had to be done, and I'm really glad that she stood up for herself because, you know, on like the other side of the coin, you have Raquel, who like if that happened to her, she would just kind of cower or you know talk about it later. Or, like they'd have to have like a couple different conversations to like get everything out there. But Charlie really quickly just handled Lala and was like, I'm not going anywhere. I can have an opinion and you're not going to stop me. Um, It was really interesting to see Lala kind of squirm. Yeah. And then they like kind of make up in the kitchen. And this was funny too. Charlie's like, well, I feel like we might relate more than we like just relate. (laughs) Yeah. Say, if I'm going to call out words, I got to call them out for everyone. So that was funny. But you know, in the, in the, spur of the moment and the heat of the moment when you're sparring with someone you're like you know it the word you're just like um <laughs> especially she was in pageants she knows how to speak but uh just relate it's like okay yeah well I've heard worse worse words worse word butchering yes and it's probably what I would say in the heat of the moment because you can't think of like you're just like ah. you, yeah you're frustrated and then you get tongue tied and then like that pisses you off because you know you just effed up and the per- yeah. you, know, you see the person kind of like flinch and you're like god damn you know like ugh it's annoying yeah well at least it was Lala she fucks up words all the time so yeah. she can't pull the your dumb card like she likes to pull because yeah well, I also I also didn't okay. like how Lala used her like uh, I feel like they kind of like set up the stories and they kind of like started repeating things that they were saying like we heard Lala say again that she's not a mind reader. It's like we heard that last week with Sheena. You yeah. know, she so now yeah. now she's not a mind reader again. Right. Good point. Um so yeah, and then what do you, what do you think about the what do you think about the bitch montage? Bitch bitch bitch. It went on way too long. I mean, yeah, it, it really did. Oh, oh, there's one more thing that I had to say. Okay, let's talk about the um, when Randall got on uh, Schwartz about trying to explain the business and, like, was <laughs> on him. Like, and Schwartz was like, uh, uh, I, I don't like this man. I'm shrinking. I'm shrinking, Bubba. Can you feel this? And Randall's, like, calls it straight. He's like, 
well, clearly I talked to the wrong person. Here's the decision maker right here. It's like, well, yeah, you're not wrong. Yeah, it was pretty <laughs> funny. Um, the other thing that like I and feel then the like, producer shaded we, them too. Yeah, uh, and I feel like that's what we need like a moment of silence for because you know whose <sighs> voice that was not producer Jerry's. <laughs> Like who, you know, producer Jerry's voice like was always comforting to hear. And when I heard like a different voice, like I I, like froze and I was like, this feels weird. Well, does any, has anyone done a wellness check on him? Where is his boat? Because, you know, I'm watching 90 Day Fiance the other way right now. And like this chick Ellie just went to Providencia off Columbia and the whole island was destroyed by this hurricane. So now I'm worried about Jerry. Where is he? Where is his boat? Has anyone heard from him? Do we know? I I would love for someone to check in with Jerry and just, you know, mark him safe. Yeah. Just a little check-in. Yeah. All we need. So it was another producer. It's like, so what is the concept, Schwartz? Uh, uh, and then he starts smirking with that, like, embarrassed smirk he does. Well, and then... If- boy. And then when he was, when Randall asked him, like, in another, like, Randall gave him another shot. He's like, so what's it about? And, you know, his answer was, it's complicated. <laughs> and, well, it's complicated, Randall. Like, ah! Like, Randall, oh, yeah. Randall really, like, this is what, I, like, he nailed it the entire episode. He was on Lala. He handled her perfectly during her little freak out. And then he really handed uh, Schwartz his uh, butt yeah. here, too, you know, where he was like, yikes. He's like, never bring him to a business meeting. <laughs> He's like, well, yeah. And, um, yeah, it, I felt like that was like, it, it was awkward because Katie was sitting there and was like, he can handle himself. But it's like, no, he really can't, Katie. You know he can't. Why'd you even say that? <laughs> Yeah, at least even Lala acknowledged. She's like, oh, he's going way too hard. He's getting way too much on him, right? No, no, no. He's fine. So um, the episode ended, and I was like, I like drooped my shoulders down. I was like, ugh. But then the preview came on, and I felt like the preview for next episode looked very promising. Um, You know, we've only had one night of this trip, so we're still going to be in Palm Springs. We still have Coachella coming. We have the engagement. We have the conversation with Lala and Brock and Sheena about his kids. I think next pickleball tournament. Pickleball, Lala freaks out. I mean, it looks like it's going to be a good one. Yeah, let's hope. Let's hope. So, you guys, thank you so much for listening. And we appreciate it so much. Um, and we'll if be back. If you want to check out the new additions to the sermon, you join our Facebook group, Vanderpump Rules Party on Facebook. Private closed Facebook group so you can say whatever you want and your normal people in life won't even see it. All The rest of the, uh, how many people are in this world? Like, I don't know. Unless you're like me. Oh, my God. So after I drove home from Sarah's house, like it was, I forget what time I got home. I got home at like 2.45 or something. (gasps) And I I got into bed and I was like, I'm just going to look at my Facebook to see that I didn't go live on my own page. Um, I did. It was posted up in my freaking stories on my own page. (laughs) And I was like testing it. So it was only on for a second. You know, like when you turn your camera on the front thing and it's like super unflattering. I like went, (laughs) and then I turned it off. Off. And like a bunch of people had viewed my story and they're probably like, what the heck? And I like, have a dumb look on my face. I'm like, oh, so I deleted that crap. And hopefully, you know, only that handful of people saw it. But That's 
Yeah, who's watching at 2.45 in the morning? Probably Heather, because she's getting up at that time. Yeah, it wasn't Heather. It was, <laughs> unfortunately, someone else I know. It was just like, oh, it's so embarrassing. Let's just pretend like that didn't happen. Because <laughs> it was on my personal page, not even the Vanderpump one. It was my personal. You know, it's like, oh, man, darn. Okay, so I can't wait for next week. I'm dying to hear the Brock stuff, so I'm super stoked for that. All right, we'll catch you guys later. Okay, bye. Bye.